Welcome to Living Truth Radio, a ministry of Living Truth Christian Fellowship with Pastor Michael Lands. It's our goal to build up believers and to reach out with God's truth to all people. And now, here's Pastor Michael. Verse 18, Genesis 4, And he took Hagar as his wife because Sarai could not give birth to children. And back in the day, that's why a second wife sometimes came into the family. Because there was uh, trouble in bearing children. And that was major to have an heir in that society. But we don't know that that's why Lamech did it. He just seems to take a couple of wives. One writer says, However, no matter if the Bible doesn't always condemn polygamy, however, nearly every polygamous household in the Old Testament suffers most unpleasant and shattering experiences, close quote. Well, you all know what happened with Sarai and Hagar, little fighting in the kitchen, if you know what I'm talking about. I mean, it sounded like a great idea until it really happened. Do you know that now, with marriage being redefined in our culture, and same-sex marriage now being accepted all over the United States, there are groups that are coming right behind it and calling for group marriage now. It's called polyamory. I'm not kidding. In fact, probably 15 years ago, James Dobson warned the country that this was coming, and it's here. In fact, I saw a TV show not many months ago where this is exactly what a, a group was doing. It was something like three guys and two girls, and they, they're married. Now, that, they were smiling for the cameras, but I got news for you. If you're a fly on the wall at an evening meal, it ain't going to be pretty. God's ways are good. And when you have an intimate relationship with a person for a long time, the first thing that happened, by the way, in this church yesterday was a wedding. It's, it's really cool. A couple got married right up here yesterday. Yeah. And you know what I said? I said, you guys know a certain level of love right now, but you're going to know a love that's deeper and more incredible in 20 years. My beautiful bride, responsible for a lot of the things that are around this building and worked so hard, we've celebrated 25 years of marriage, and God has been so good to us. If you asked my wife and I, they can clap for her. If you ask my wife and I what's made our relationship work, we'll tell you. Jesus Christ. He saved us. He allowed us to build our marriage on the rock. And he is good. But Lamech took these wives, verse 19, the name of one was Ada, the name of the other was Zillah. So here... Her first name was God, by the way. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. That flew over some of your heads. And it should have, because it wasn't even in my notes. Anyway, and Ada gave birth to Jabal. He was, his name actually means wanderer. Verse 20, he was the father of those who dwell in tents. I want you to notice what's happening now through the line of Cain, through the Cain train. People are starting to invent stuff. In fact, Jabel, he was the father of those who dwell in tents and have livestock. Comprehensive term meaning he was a man who uh, had animal, an animal uh, industry began there, maybe even the eating of meat. And he was the first to make tents. His name means wanderer, so he had a tent company. And what we're seeing is things begin to be invented early on in man's existence. Cain's line begins to distinguish itself. It's creative. It's inventive. 
His brother's name was Jubal. His name means sound. He was the father of all those who play the lyre and the pipe. So he was the father, the lyre, when you see that L-Y-R-E in your Bible, is a stringed instrument very much like a guitar. Jubal invented the guitar. Did you know that? Way back in the day. How many of you have a Jubal guitar? Raise up your hand. You don't? Okay. I thought maybe there was a... And he was the father of all those who smoked pipes, which is interesting. No, I'm just kidding. That's not what it says. Never mind. But here we see industry beginning. As for Zillah, look at verse 22. She also gave birth to Tubal-Cain, the forger of all implements of bronze and iron. And the sister of Tubal-Cain was Nama. Her name means pleasant, graceful, or gorgeous. So here's the deal. When you introduce your kids, you say, here's Jabel, Jubal, and Tubal. Now, I know some of you have done that with your kids' names, and we have counseling set up for that, but <laughs> Jabel, Jubal, Tubal, and Nama. <laughs> Where'd that come from? I don't know. Maybe they figured it out by the time she came around. And notice, the forger of all implements of bronze, things are being, bronze and iron uh, are being created. It's interesting that uh, if you look at the name Jubal, it comes from, all these names actually come from Yobel as a root, which means ram or the ram's horn. In fact, the name Jubal, back to the music, probably has its root in the idea of the year of Jubilee. Sound, introduced, by the way, the year of Jubilee is announced with a ram's horn, and in 1967, when Jerusalem was taken by Israel as a result of the Six-Day War, a man, a rabbi, stood with a ram's horn and blew it in 1967, right at the day of the year of Jubilee. If you go back and start looking at dates, it's really interesting, and we are here again. Do you know that the year of Jubilee just began on the Day of Atonement? in September of 2015. And we had four blood moons, and look, I'm not telling you what I know what it means, but now, right after that, we've had the year, we're in the year of Jubilee. I'm just telling you, folks, every time something like this has occurred in the last 100 years or so, it has meant war in Israel, but it's also meant something else. Israel having deeper possession of what God gave them because the year of Jubilee is all about restoration. It's all about returning to family inheritance and lands that you lost and things that were uh, given up for whatever life circumstances may have thrown your way and the year of Jubilee announced by the, the ram's horn said you can go back, everything's being restored back to you. That's what Jubilee is about. That's what God's about, by the way. He'll restore the years that the locust has eaten if you will just follow him. That's what he'll do. And so we have all these inventions, all this cool stuff going on. Tubal Cain evidently was the inventor of metallurgy. Here's Henry Morris once again. He says, once again, it is significant to note that elements which modern evolutionary archaeologists 
and anthropologists identify as the attributes of the emergence of evolving men from the Stone Age into true civilization, namely urbanization, agriculture, animal domestication, and metallurgy, all were accomplished quickly by the early descendants of Adam and did not take hundreds of thousands of years. Musical instruments, another important aspect of modern culture, were also in early development. All of these things, in addition, confirm the necessary existence of a written language for formal communication. More and more modern archaeological discoveries today are verifying the high degree of technology possessed by the earliest men, thus indirectly validating the Bible. So people say the Stone Age was from 100,000 to 4,000 B.C., the uh, Chalcolithic Age from 4,000 to 3,200 B.C., the Bronze Age from 3,200 to 1,200 B.C., and the Iron Age from 1,200 to 330 B.C., but we just had somebody in the line of Cain invent bronze and iron at the same time. You see, the Bible's testimony is that man was doing things very quickly, and it may still be that man was using more of his brain. I don't know at that time because ages were longer then, and maybe man was uh, inventing all this stuff. And so you have all these inventions the cane train ridden by Lamech and his children, but it's the spirit of the age. There's no glory to God, no credit to God here. It's just simply things that are being invented. And now Lamech is about to sing a song. It's like the first poem structure in the Bible. The first song, it's the song of Lamech. It was played back in the day on K-Kane, 77.7. And Lamech said to his wives, so he calls his wives in, the two wives, verse 23, Ada and Zillah, he said, listen to my voice, you wives of Lamech. Give heed to my speech, for I've killed a man for wounding me and a boy for striking me. If Cain is avenged sevenfold, then Lamech seventy-sevenfold. How you like my song? Maybe he's playing it on a jubal guitar. I killed a man. Now, we all have heard songs, haven't we? I shot the sheriff. <laughs> Some of you are saying, I have no idea what that song is, Pastor Michael. K-Earth will help you. Some of the oldies. But I did not shoot the deputy. (laughs) Some of you knew it. What kind of song is that? Think about it. I wrote a song, honey. What did you write? It's called, I Shot the Sheriff. What? Now, of course, he claims that was in self-defense, and apparently Lamech is kind of saying that too. This is Lamech's taunt song. It's the song of the sword. Music is a gift. Some of it is neutral. Some of it will guide you to the true God, and some of it will take you down some railroad tracks you don't want to go down. Arkant Hughes says, virtually any evil can be made to appear morally compelling by the skillful use of script, music, and cinematography, Lamech's song glorifies violence as a badge of honor, close quote. I pulled into a gas station one day, just putting gas in my car. This guy pulls up next to me with the boom, 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 right? I don't get that, but anyway. But then I started hearing the words of the song. 
And I was like, oh my goodness. And he wasn't being like mild about playing it. He was saying something very condescending about his mother. And I was like, really? Like in the gas station blaring, no shame? No shame. And a lot of what's going on in our society right now is through inventions that could be used for good, but now being used for evil. Do you know, right now, parents, your kids are a generation that are being totally bombarded with technology to the point that if you don't try to steer it, there's going to be trouble. There's messages coming everywhere. It's all available. It's a click away. And we have generations now that, man, they're on the train. And I have to tell you, the train's going to crash. If America does not have a spiritual awakening and a revival, this train is going to crash. Now, there is going to be hope, but in Lamech, it's interesting because Lamech says, I have killed a man for wounding me, a young man for striking me. I don't know if he got in a little spat with somebody and killed a guy, but the language could mean that he even killed a boy because uh, look, in, look in the song again. I have killed a man, that's Ish, for wounding me, and a boy, that's Yeled, for striking me. And sometimes the word Yeled is actually a young boy. Apparently, Lamech was not only beating his chest for killing at least one, maybe two, but he wrote a song about it, and he called his wives in one of the worst fears of a woman to have a man who's violent. A man who wants to beat his chest and say, I will rule you. And by the way, that's what God said in Genesis 3.16. Your desire will be for your husband. She'll want to take authority and he will rule over you. And it's not always going to be pretty. And Lamech must have put fear into his wives. After all, he's talking about killing men. And now, why did he call his wives in to show them the song? Is he trying to put them in their place? Is he trying to say, I'm the man, you better just listen to me or you may be next? Is that the message? That's the way of Cain. That's the Cain train. Glorifying honor, uh, glorifying and honoring uh, violence. And he says not only that, but he says, you know how uh, Cain, God said to Cain, if someone did anything to him, it would be a sevenfold payment of revenge by God. Well, I guess, I guess I'll tell you something better. Mine is going to be 77. If Cain is avenged 24 sevenfold, then Lamech, 77. He doesn't even mention God. He just says, I'll mete out the judgment myself. Sevens in the Bible are numbers of what? Perfection and completion. So basically what he's saying is, my vengeance will be full and complete. Man, you can see the beginning of man's mindset for war and revenge all here in sevens. Peter came up to Jesus in the New Testament and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times? The rabbis taught three, I'm saying seven. What do you think, Lord? And Jesus said, I do not say to you seven times, but 70 times times seven. It's true, Cain had seven. It's true, Lamech boasted about 77. Jesus said, I tell you, 70 
times seven. And there are scholars that believe Jesus is alluding to the story of Lamech. And he's saying, Peter, you've got to learn that my way, my train, is not the way of violence. It's not the way of the world. It's not the way of uh, killing your brother and spilling his blood. My way is my blood will be shed, and I want you to learn to forgive people in completeness. In fact, 70 times 7 to scholars means inexhaustibly. If you want to have a good marriage, you must keep forgiving. If you want to have good relationships in your business, you must keep forgiving. We must forgive each other as Christ has what? Forgiven us. You say, that's so hard. Yeah, but think of all he's forgiven you. Which train are you on? Final verses. We go back now to Adam. Adam, verse 25, had relations with his wife again, and she gave birth to a son and named him Seth. I mean, it's been a mess in the line of Cain, but now another boy is born. His name is Seth, and his name means appointed or granted or substituted. For she said, God has appointed me another offspring in the place of Abel, for Cain killed him. And she might even add, and I don't even know where he is. Do you know that the name of Seth appears in Luke 3.38 in the lineage of Jesus? The name of Seth. And in a dark passage, hope begins to glisten. Because now Seth is born. Because if the way of Cain, if the line of Cain was it, do you think we'd be in some trouble? We need godly people around this country to be salt and light. And Seth is born to change the ways, to to bring light. He's, He's a man that is a substitute For the seed, Abel dies, but there was a promise of a Messiah in Genesis 3.15, and it would come through the seed of the woman, and now Seth is born to keep that hope alive. Do you see? The hope is in the future coming Messiah, and it will come, he will come through the line of Seth. And to Seth, final verse, to him also was born, and to Seth to him also a son was born, and he called his name Enosh. You'll notice he'll be in the genealogy in Luke 3. Then, here's what happens. Men began to call upon the name Shem of the Lord Yahweh. Then, when Seth came along, men began to call upon the name of the Lord. Seth and his generation, because the word call can mean proclaim, changed the song. Lamech was pounding his chest. The train was going down the track. Violence was being uh, celebrated and people were going in bad ways and Seth is born and that, that is when people became to call, came to call upon the name of the Lord. Kenneth Matthews beautifully captures the significance of men beginning to call upon the name of the Lord saying, Cain's firstborn and successors pioneer cities and civilized arts, but Seth's firstborn and successors pioneer worship and they began to proclaim the name of the Lord. Do you know what we need in America, in the world, even in the professing church culture? Men and women who are willing to stand up even in the public square and proclaim the name of the Lord. Do you believe that? That's why this building exists, by the way. We are here to proclaim his name, to change the song 
to hopefully redirect the train before it's too late. And in a dark passage with all this stuff going on, Seth emerges, a child who will be used by God, a godly line, for whoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be what? I want to close here. Do you know him? Do you know him personally? If you left this building and got in a car accident, and we have a story in the history of our congregation where someone heard the word of God in this congregation, prayed a sinner's prayer, and died the next week in a car accident. It happens, you guys. I'm not trying to be morbid or anything, but I'm just saying the Bible says now is the acceptable time. Now is the day of salvation. Do you know him? Is he your Lord? Is he your Savior? Not just a building you come to, not just a thing you do. Do you know him and the power of his resurrection and even the fellowship of his sufferings? You can take the Christ train and he'll take you all the way home to glory. Salvation is not by works. It is a gift of God. It's given by grace. It's not the result of works so that no one can boast. No one's going to go up into heaven pounding their chest, shaking their fist. I think everybody who ends up in heaven is going to be falling on their face. Would you agree? And I'm so glad to be on that train. (laughs) Not that I earned it, not that I deserve it, but he gives it. He's already punched my ticket. How about you? I know so many of your faces personally here, and I know so many of you have a personal relationship with Christ, and that's so awesome. But if you don't, or if you have any doubt about that, why not on this first Sunday here at Living Truth (laughs) make that official? doesn't matter how young you are, how old you are, you can have a new start and a new, even a new family line. Maybe you can plant your flag and say, hey, I've come from major dysfunction, but for me, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen? All right. I'm going to pray, and I'm going to ask the worship team to come on up. And uh, if that's you, if you don't know Jesus, that's why we're here. It's to make him known and to make sure people have a personal walk with him. If you want to rededicate your life, you feel like you've been on the wrong train. Maybe you... You jumped on the back to see what it was like again. Maybe you're a prodigal. Maybe you, you've been in the church, but you've been out for a while, and you've been, you've been that wanderer. You're, you're Roman. Make it right. He's a prayer away. He's here right now. He'll save you. He'll restore your life, but you must answer the door. Behold, I stand at the door and knock, He's knocking. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and sup with him and he with me. By the way, that was written to a church, not to the secular world, to the church. Would you bow with me? Father, thank you so much for this first special Sunday here at Living Truth and for all the precious saints that are here in this building today. Father, we are so grateful for the way that you have orchestrated events that we could be here for such a time as this. We give you all the glory. We lay the the future Sundays at your feet and Wednesday nights and everything else that will happen in this building. 
I praise you for all the volunteers and teachers and all the wonderful saints of God. We're looking forward to having a donut in the courtyard for the first time, Lord, (laughs) and hanging out together in this great new building. But before we do that, Lord, I just want to ask that you would move in the hearts of people this morning. Those who are hearing my voice, you use our voices to be often your voice, to proclaim the name of the Lord. How will they hear without a preacher? How will they preach unless they are sent? How beautiful are the feet of those who bring glad tidings of good things. The gospel's good news. This is Living Truth Radio, and we have the privilege of coming over this station to you. But um, the privilege does have a cost, and we just want to take a moment to let you know that we want to thank you for praying for us and partnering with us on Living Truth Radio. There's a way that you can give to this radio broadcast We do have some wonderful open doors, but we do need you to partner with us in prayer and in giving. If you can give to the ongoing radio ministry of Living Truth, we deeply appreciate it. Uh, When Oscar and I walk into this studio and we have Cameron doing recording for us, none of us get paid to do radio. We're doing it because it's a passion. If you can partner with us, we'd appreciate it. Here's how you can help us out. You can go to livingtruthradio.org. That's livingtruthradio.org. Click on the donate tab. You'll see a picture of Pastor Michael there. Make sure that when you go to the PayPal account, you indicate that your gift is for radio ministry. If you'd like to send a gift, you can send it to Living Truth 1009 Arsenal Way. Think of the armor of God. Corona, California 92880. Again, that is Living Truth 1009 Arsenal Way. Corona, California, 92880. If you have any needs that we can help you with, you can always give us a call. The office is open on the West Coast here in Southern California, Tuesday through Friday from 9 to about 5 in the afternoon. Our number is 951-735-2856. You can find out all that information and directions to Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the city of Corona by going to our website, If you're ever in the area, we'd love to have you come and worship with us. We have services at 9 and 11, 15 a.m. We have a lot of things for kids. We have child care, Sunday school classes that run concurrent with the services. And you can find out all those details one more time at livingtruthradio.org. On behalf of Oscar Santa Cruz and Cameron Thomas, this is Pastor Michael Lance. We'll catch you next time on Living Truth Radio. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast. Living Truth Radio is a listener-supported ministry, and we have an opportunity to expand our reach. We exist to build up believers and reach out with the gospel to others. And we need you, our listening family, to partner with us in prayer and in giving in order to do that. You can give in a couple different ways. One way is to go online to livingtruthradio.org, or you can send in your offering to Living Truth Christian Fellowship, 1009 Arsenal Way, Corona, California, Nine two eight eight zero. Thank you for listening to today's program. If you'd like to listen to this message again, learn more about our church in Corona, or to access archived messages, go to livingtruthradio.org and click on the church tab. You can follow us on Instagram at livingtruthcorona or download the Living Truth Christian Fellowship app on Apple and Android devices. Living Truth Radio is a listener-supported ministry. 
You can partner with us by donating at livingtruthradio.org.